Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. National Human Trafficking Awareness Day will be observed on January 11th. Now, most people believe that human trafficking only happens in foreign countries, but the truth is it is happening right here in the United States and even right here in Colorado. Adam Morgan sat down with Kristen Harness, the founder and chief executive officer of Extended Hands of Hope, to talk more about human trafficking and the issues in Colorado. You know, we've been hearing a lot about sex trafficking going on in Europe and Mm -hmm. uh, the Middle East and that kind of stuff. Does America uh, have the same type of concern or the same type of issue? We're just not hearing about it. Uh, Absolutely, it does. I think when we talk about human trafficking or sex trafficking, most people, they automatically think of places like Thailand and Cambodia and different places. But it's always been happening here in the United States. It's one of the fastest growing organized crimes here. And Colorado has some of the highest instances of sex trafficking in the nation. It really does. I mean, you would Mm -hmm. think that it would be New York or D.C. or Los Angeles or something, but you're telling me Colorado does. Is there something special about the state? Is it that maybe law enforcement isn't as strong here or follow up for missing ladies and probably in some cases young men too mm-hmm. is not as strong is that why the interest in uh, in trafficking uh, uh, people here is is higher um so in those cities that you just mentioned it yeah. absolutely is a big problem there as well mm-hmm. um i think here in colorado the reason why we say things like we have some of the highest instances of trafficking sure. is because we including um law enforcement are better at actually identifying trafficking and understanding trafficking. And so we're able to label it what it is instead of what we were labeling it before, as in prostitution or rebellious kids or something like that. We're able to to identify human trafficking, so that's why I think we have stronger numbers. But the reason why human trafficking is more of an issue here in Colorado is because we are a city that attracts larger events because of our highways, because of our international airport. However, most of the kiddos here that are trafficked were born and raised right here in Colorado. So you said said kiddos. So we're talking teenage young ladies then? Yeah. So our organization focuses on minors mostly. And Uh so, but human trafficking here in Colorado absolutely happens to adults and children any Mm -hmm. age. But a common age of entry into the commercial sex industry is about 13, 14 years old. 13 uh, or 14 years old. Yep. And that's nationwide, and that's also here in Colorado. So we work with girls um, ages 12 to 24, but there have been cases of uh, of infants that have been trafficked. Infants? Yes, infants. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here in Colorado. Yep. Here in Colorado. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So it's easier to, uh, not easier, or maybe it's more convenient to find uh, victims or targets here, and then it's easier to get them out of town to wherever they want them to work then? Yeah, you know, a lot, you don't have to, there doesn't have to be any transportation involved for it to be considered trafficking. And yeah. so um, it, they don't have to bring these victims out of town. I mean, they sometimes are trafficked right out of their own home by their own family members, um, by their own parents. Really? Or... They're trafficked by their so-called boyfriend um, right out of hotels and residential Uh brothels that are right here. So they're 
they're not necessarily transporting them out. And of not the necessarily state or transporting them. Then. Mm-hmm. Okay, no. that's the first thing I would think of. Is is yeah. you got to get them out of town. You know. Nope, absolutely not. Um, again, there doesn't have to be any type of transportation for it to be considered human trafficking. So, what's the drive behind people that are trying to traffic others? Is it money these days? I mean, the economy's good. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, you know? I mean, we have an opioid crisis, and maybe people are right. trying to trying to uh, take care of their habit. What's behind it? It's well, it's money. It's driven by yeah. money from the trafficker's perspective, right? <laughs> so when you sell drugs, once that drug is sold, that's it. You can't sell that drug anymore. But a human being, you can sell over and over again. So these traffickers are making a lot of money uh-huh. selling people, yeah. selling young girls, selling young boys. Um, but what's driving it, and that, and what people are not talking about. As often as they should is the demand for sex with children. So there is a very large demand here in the Denver area for sex with children. Really? And there, so the average typical buyer here in Colorado is a Caucasian male, ages 35 to 45, married with two children. Really? And so without demand, we wouldn't need a supply. And so I think that's something that we need to start focusing on a lot more is, yes, the traffickers are driven by a lot of times, again, money and greed. But it's because there is such a high demand for for sex with children. And so your organization then, uh, when a child is brought to you or a person is brought to you, you helped, I guess a better word is reclaim them to society then. Right. Um, our main objective is to restore hope and dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been, that's been stolen from them and taken from them. And so, yes, we offer safe housing. We offer mental health treatment, individual family therapy, life skill classes. We have an on-site school. A lot of the kids that we work with are anywhere from two to five years behind in in school. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of credit recovery and and job opportunities and all of those things. But at the end of the day, our goal is to show them that um, they didn't deserve to be abused and that there's a community out there of people that love and support them. And our goal is, again, to restore hope and to show them unconditional love and that they're worth more than what somebody was trying to pay for, for them to have sex with them. Now, the, the, the organization is called Extended Hands of Hope. Yep. Now, do you have to go in and also do uh, parental control items? Because if a parent is trafficking their, mm-hmm. their child, yeah, they probably shouldn't be in the home. So do you have to go to human services for on behalf of the child? To try to help them there, or do you go that mm-hmm. far, or do you just try to reclaim them into society and give them some hope that their parent or somebody will change? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it just varies from child to child, from person to person. Most of our referrals, they come from human services, and so these oh, okay. kids are already in custody a lot of times of uh, human services. But sometimes we do work with girls specifically that um, are coming from their parents, and their parents are are dangerous people, and so we have had to intervene and, and turn mm-hmm. them over um, to the Department of Human Services. But a lot of times they're coming from there already. How do you keep them from going back? Uh, it's difficult because there's a lot of manipulation, brainwashing, romancing, lies that these traffickers have told these girls. And so a lot of times they think that that's their boyfriend and they actually love them. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of trauma bonds similar to like Stockholm syndrome. And so it can be difficult for these girls to break free from that. But the idea is that we just show them that we are here for them. And so mm-hmm. if they do go back, they're always welcome. So yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. happened sometimes. But I think after a while, after 
we're able to um, support them and show them that they can trust us and that we actually do care about them with not wanting anything in return, um, they begin to open up and, and see that they were actually a victim of, of abuse and exploitation and that they do need help and, and support. And so they'll stay. And the exploitation side of it, mm-hmm. if I have a child that uh, I don't know what she or he is doing all the time, but mm-hmm. if I have a suspicion that some of that is going on with their friends or boyfriend or something like that, mm-hmm. are there indicators I can look for or, or tell that you can share with us? Yes, especially as a parent, you want to look out for, let's say your daughter um, has a new older boyfriend or is coming home with gifts, right? So part of the grooming process uh-huh. is buying them gifts. So purses, getting their nails done, their hair done, taking them out to eat, um, keeping track of, if you can, their social media because that is like the number one recruiting Tool social, now social media is social again. media, and that yeah. comes from our partners in law enforcement that said that is the number one way that traffickers are recruiting victims now is through social media. So if you're able to wow. keep an eye on that, if they're coming home with tattoos or they're tardy from school, um, or if they're coming home with you know physical signs of abuse or anything like that, um, that's something that you definitely want to look into as a parent. And we're looking at signs of repeated behavior here, repeated gifts, repeated right. tattoos, repeated things like that going right. on, too much time on the net that they're keeping their, their tablet or their cell phone away from you. Right, yes. And, and that says, okay, parent, you got to step up and see what's going on here. Red flags, right? So it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that they're being groomed by a trafficker, but those are definitely indicators that that could be happening. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. to restore hope, um, some of the things you touch on include community, perseverance, truth, safety. Mm-hmm. What's the most important of those? I would say truth. Yeah. The truth, again, that you didn't deserve to be abused. The truth that you have um, hope and, and you were made with a purpose and that you have a bright future ahead of you and that you are valuable and worthy as a person and that you, you know, deserve to go through life with confidence and dignity. And so um, truth is really important to us. It's, it's you know, kind of centered. The foundation of everything that we do is, is truth. So you have to not only surface this with the person, you have to repeatedly embellish it so they start to believe it. That's got to be a tough job. It's very difficult. It's a lifelong journey Uh, for anybody that's been through any type of abusive situation. You know, you begin to believe all of the lies that have been told to you. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult to replace those lies with the truth. Yeah. And so... For some reason, it's a lot easier to believe lies than to believe the truth about ourselves. Yeah. Um, so it's just, Many times you're right. A lot of people do just absorb it in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for any of us, no matter what age, no matter what we've gone through. Um, it's too easy to believe lies. And so it is. It's just reiterating to them over and over again and showing them that you may not see it for yourself right now, but we see it in you. And just keep, you know, sharing that truth over them, knowing that someday it's going to replace those lies that they're believing. How did Extended Hands of Hope get started? Because it takes some very special people to take on challenges like that. Yeah. You know, it started uh, just from hearing about a need. I've been involved in anti-trafficking work for about 14 years now. Yeah. I have my own um, past of different types of assault and abuse and exploitation. And so I've always had a heart for girls that were going through something like this. Mm -hmm. 
And about uh, five, six years ago, we heard that there was absolutely no safe housing specifically for young girls that were recovered out of sex trafficking, that law enforcement in different places were taking these girls past history of sexual abuse on top of that have been trafficked. And now they are, were going to jail or going to detention centers and or just being let go and not having sure. any support for them. And so I just thought that that was uh, really unacceptable. And yeah. so it was just kind of like tired of hearing about this problem. Let's do something about it. And my job then and now is to raise awareness about it and get a community together. And it was incredible to see the support from the community to get this home started and so we've now we have the home and we have um, numerous other programs as well. So you've been doing it how many years now? Um, Extended Hands of Hope has been around for five years. Five years. Yep. So you've seen an increase or a decrease in the clients that you have? Uh, definitely an increase. That's why we yeah. are working on uh, purchasing the land that we're on right now so we can build another home. And why we have expanded our programs and added programs because there's an there's definitely an increase and and our capacity is just so limited because it's just difficult work. Yeah, um, yeah it is. It is. It's one on one intensive. Right. Yes, that's exactly what what it is. We're not about you know big numbers. We're more about uh, quality versus quantity, and so that does require you know is a lot more intensive and one so and and. and how do you how do you get the general public into action? Because when you start talking about eroticism and mm-hmm. sex stuff like that, that's especially trafficking, everybody's eyes kind of glaze over and they yep. cut them away from you. I don't want to talk about that. Yep. But, you know, there's got to be something that will say, hey, listen, this is – got a lot of problems, but this one mm-hmm. uh, is astronomical because a lot of the uh, young ladies that end up being missing and you can't find could mm-hmm. be involved in that and you could help it and help and it could happen to your child as well. Right. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to get yeah. people to want to believe that this is happening. Um, that's for sure. And so I think it's just important to – not just raise awareness about it, but to really have opportunities to sit down and, and educate people because um, there's so much to it, right? So too many people are picturing what they saw in a movie, yeah. right? Or what, again, what they're thinking is happening overseas, and so they're missing it. It's happening all around them here, but they're missing it because they don't want to, they don't want to see it. And so sure. it's just important to continue to offer opportunities to educate the people that were around that this isn't just about the term sex trafficking. This is about sexual assault. This is about rape. This sure. is about mental health issues. This is a human rights issue. And really trying to to show them that um, even though it may not be happening to you personally or directly, it's it's affecting the community that you live in from various ways. Sure. And so trying to reach people where they're at, right? So they may not want to hear the word sex trafficking, but can you talk to them about the psychological consequences? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're concerned about the mental health yeah, issues sure. that um, that these victims go through when they're trafficked, stuff like that. You have a website and information that they can at mm-hmm. least read to get started, maybe come volunteer to help you out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, extendedhandsofhope.org. 
And then definitely follow us on social media. So on Facebook, it's Extended Hands of Hope Colorado. And same thing on Twitter. All right. Miss Kristen, thank you for spending some time with us. I'm, I it was I knew some of this was going on, mm-hmm. but the work that you're doing, we need to get you some help with that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Once again, if you would like to learn more about Extended Hands of Hope, visit their website at extendedhandsofhope.org. If you or someone you know needs help, please call Extended Hands of Hope at 720-464-7311. That's 720-464-7311. And you can also find them on Facebook at Extended Hands of Hope CO. Thank you for tuning in today. Melissa Moore will be back next week.